because I feel like overcoming the guilt of like, I'm sorry, this is a burden on you. If someone came to you with that, I feel like all of us would be like, you know what, you're dealing with something and I can appreciate that and I'm I'm here for you. And I don't think any of us would turn back and say like, yeah, you know what, your hard life is having a hard effect on me. So you really need to like get with it because I just, that doesn't make any sense to me. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that like most of your friends, if not all, would be happy to try and help you out and their way and they would probably point you toward the direction that you would need whether it be to try and move on or if you really need therapy if it comes to that but I think talking to your friends is a good way to release some of that pressure yeah I mean we're we're tribal by nature right I mean humans have uh, are a pan Welcome to Adulting Decrypted, the show where we break down the complex code of common conundrums into logical living, an effort to decrypt the code we call adulting. We are your hosts. I'm Gideon. I am 14. I am Ashton, and I am Gideon's brother. And I am the dad, Roscoe. We're all brothers, and then dad. And I am Gene, and I like to ski. That. That's pretty appropriate considering what it's doing outside of Woodstead Woodshed Studio. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's dumping hard. I'm so excited to go shred the slopes. Today we're gonna Yeah, bro. <laughs> Today we're not gonna talk about a little bit more serious topic, and that is dealing with a loss. Whether that be um a pet, a loved one, a job, a TV remote, uh <laughs> a stuffed animal. It, it it's really anything. Well, it's probably anything you hold sentimental value to, right? Or yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I was just gonna go over the five stages of grief that I have here. Like I was looking at it, and these were uh, five categories that I was gonna go over, and we're gonna talk about like. Shock slash denial, pain and guilt, anger slash bargaining, depression, and acceptance slash hope. So awesome. On, Seems like it'll be a good topic. So the first one, shock slash denial, like you're in disbelief. You're like, uh, I, I don't believe you. This is not happening. Or like, I, I know, remember where I placed that TV remote? It's not lost. It's here somewhere. That's the disbelief shock. You know, I just had a good friend call me on on uh, Wednesday of this week, and, and I shared with him our last adulting decrypted show, but also I didn't realize he was still kind of in shock, but he lost his job, right? And so when he's talking to me, he's like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm okay with it. You know, but he's in this shock stage. So I think that that, that can happen on, on those losses very much to your point do you think shock is something like that they almost don't believe or i'm not sure the definition of shock in this sense because that's what i was thinking like almost something where you're like i'm not sure if this is happening but i think it happened i think i'm okay with it like that what's shock 
well, shock is basically the surprise of the loss. It just because usually, even if the loss is, um, like you knew it was coming, it it still hurts, and you're like, I I don't believe you. They're they're just something's happening. Like they're they're just asleep, or it it's around here somewhere. Just anything where you're just like, I I, I don't believe it yet. Could could you also substitute the word surprised? I mean, not not. I mean, normally we put surprise with surprise, happy birthday, you know, but but it's also could be considered a shock or a surprise. Yeah, of course. Uh, and you said there was two words you put there: shock and what else? Denial, hmm. denial or disbelief or just not agreeing that it's happening. I, I also think of it as lack of comprehension often um, because like I think I think about the times when I learned things were um, leaving in my life like the first memory that really came to mind um, was we had so we have a dog currently named Yoda and a while before or a while ago, we also had a dog named Vader, <laughs> which some people may get a kick out of. And I don't really remember the reasoning, and it doesn't really matter. But um, at one point, Mom and Dad decided to sell uh, Vader to someone else. And and all I remember from that is like going outside and like watching part of that transaction. And then being very like, what? And like the next day, I was kind of like... It was one of those moments where habitually you go, oh, Yoda, Vader. And then it's just like, oh, it's not, not there. And so for me, it, like, it took a while to like, oh, yeah, it's with someone else now, different, someone else's dog sort of thing. And it, I didn't really like register or process it. I also had moments like that in junior high. Um, there was like, I'm sure everyone's experienced where you all of a sudden end up on Facebook or on social media and um, you start seeing a whole bunch of posts of like, wow, crazy, um, can't believe this happened. And when I was in junior high, I had um, an acquaintance in school who um, committed suicide and I didn't quite remember who it was. And so I took the name and started looking through that year's yearbook and when I finally found out who it was, I was just like, oh, wow. You know, and it honestly, going with dad's comment, just surprise. Like, you know, I, I just, you kind of think, wow, like, I don't believe in that as reality per se. It's just kind of, yeah, there's, there's no, I, I have no words to express that first initial feeling. It's just kind of like, yeah, for me, it was just, wow. It's kind of surreal. Blink, yeah. Being like, wait, what? Like well, trying to wrap your head around the situation. No, I think you're right, and I think it's a, it's different for everybody, right? Um, some people might go right into that that anger. That uh, is that what you said was shock, anger, or, or no disbelief. I, I was just about to. Uh, I forgot I needed to put a disclaimer, which was, um, not all these stages are in uh, any particular order. It doesn't oh, gotcha. happen have to happen in this order. They don't even have to hit all of the things there these are just the five generic ideas of what happens when 
a human is dealing with loss. So the shock, though, uh, shock and what else? It was shock slash something Denial. else. Denial. Denial. Okay, thank you. You know, Ashton, uh, two things on that. Uh, before Vader, I think that kind of set that one up is that we lost Sadie, you know, pretty hard. Um, she went downhill over about a month and a half, and Sadie was a German short hair pointer, and um, we had a feeder you know, with a with the syringe, trying to keep her alive for the last month and a half or month or so of her life, and uh, it was really hard to watch her decline. Um, and so I didn't think of the shock of Vader um, losing uh, Vader, but Vader was um, sold because Yoda and Vader fought like they do on the Star Wars series, and it just <laughs> got to where I was traveling so much, and your mom had you guys couldn't couldn't deal with yet another hunting dog that and was just live wire. I said I remember Vader having a lot of problems. Like, he tried to get out of a big fence, got stuck. Like, we had him on a chain in the backyard because he was, like, he was a pretty intense dog. Well, yeah, he ate a neighbor. He bit a neighbor's cat pretty good. I don't know if you remember that, too, Ashton. You were involved in that exchange. <laughs> that's, that's a vivid experience that I remember. Yeah, so, so anyways, I'm not justifying the loss, but I, I never really thought of that, you know, as, as being traumatic but but when you put that with the other circumstance right it, it's still that wait what what's going on for sure right so no that's a it's a good observation you know that yeah and that that shock and that that despair you know that that not despair but that that is this real right the surreal i think is what you, the, the word you is pretty real right so it's a uh yeah good insight good insight and good examples i think across the board of of just being in that disbelief right hello if you're listening to this right now that means you're currently listening to an episode of adulting decrypted and let me just say thank you my name is ashton one of the hosts of adulting decrypted and i wanted to steal a quick second of your time to do a shameless little plug If you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, you know that we talk about a bunch of different stuff all about adulting. Because our goal is to help individuals in this task we call adulting. Now, we have just revamped the way that we do this. If you go to adultingdecrypted.com, you can see all of our episodes sorted out by category. We've sorted it into financial, practical, emotional, social, and things just for fun. So... If any of those categories are of particular interest to you right now, you can go onto the website, look through there, and see all of our episodes that correlate with that specific thing. This website's completely free to use. It's just another tool for our listeners to find things that are more important to them now. So, for example, if I was looking at it, I'd scroll through and say, hey, you know what? I want to see what the Adult Encrypted crew has talked about socially. Well, one of our first episodes, season one, episode three, how do I talk to people? That's where we talked about all about how to talk to people. So if that's something you want right now, you can go find that right now. Also in this one, season three, episode 15, the power of a humble mediator, where we talked to one of my old bosses about his business as a mayor, also as a small theater owner. Some really cool stuff. So if you're looking for a better way to organize through all your self-help podcasts, try Adulting Decrypted dot com and enjoy the rest of the episode
Okay, now we're going to move on to our next section, which is the pain slash guilt um, area, is what we're going to call it. So, in this area, you feel, um, it may feel unbearable, or you're making others' lives harder. It's all about, it's all about how you're feeling about the law. What I'm interpreting from what it said was that this area is where you feel like you're making others' lives harder for dealing with a loss, if that makes sense. So you're thinking that you're making other people's lives harder, or you are? I would say yes, probably on both of those examples, right? Um, But I'm... I'm just wondering what side it would mostly be on because it's like, um, oh, I'm being so annoying, being all sad to all these other people. Or is it like, oh, I think I'm being really annoying. Like, Go ahead. You you took the breath first. Um, <laughs> I heard him. I heard us both go into the mic. I th- I th- this, this, is, this is a little hard for us, right? Um, you know, full, full transparency, my... Um, Children lost an aunt over the last month. I lost my baby sister. And so I think this is what brought Gene to this conversation. And, and the reality was is the elephant's in the room, right? For any of my family members who support us, for anybody who's followed us on social, me on social media and my kids, know that that's the elephant in the room, right? So I had to address it, right? So um, this is why it's so raw and so real. And I think... I think the reason why we're covering it today, I I won't lie, I'm pretty nervous about it. I was nervous about it. Um, Gene Gene mentioned a week ago or so that this is the topic he wanted to cover, and and I don't know that I was ready for it, and I don't know that I will be. Um, But the reality is, in order to be adults, we have to learn to deal with, ooh, deal, I don't know that that's the right word. We've got to understand the steps. Learn and grow. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, and and really it goes <laughs> goes back to what we were talking a couple episodes back about how we just have to learn, right? And this is one of those things that we're learning, um, and and we can't define for anybody else. This is an interesting one. So, Gene, I, I apologize. I I jumped in there. I don't know what the question was. Um. Well, I can I can continue um, with the thread because so I you know. Is I feel like the tendency is to think that deal might be not the correct word, um, and it, and it may if the perception of it is like seeing a problem and doing everything you can to fix it. But I also think of deal sometimes as the word cope, which is which is similar. And so to bring it back to what you were initially talking about, Gene, which was guilt um, about being sad, I feel like. Um, it's a very strong, and I feel like in this case that it's talking about is the strong tendency to feel like because you're dealing with natural human emotion, you are causing a burden to others, when in reality, it doesn't matter because you you have to cope in the way you have to cope. And so what I feel like this is saying is acknowledging the fact that it's a very common human trait to think that you are making someone else's life harder because your life is hard. Um, when it, it to you, to get to your best mental health, it shouldn't matter. And to them, like, 
if, if, if you're worried about hurting this person um, because of your mental state, they're obviously close to you. And I think that if someone is a friend and truly wants to be helpful, they can be patient and they can deal with that. And it may be a burden, but it shouldn't matter because the whole point of, of life is healing. You know, I, I like that actually a question I have for you is it, it can't be everybody's burden. You, you, you mentioned your friends and your family, your close knit community. I had a good friend who went through a loss, um, lost his mother and you know he's reached out to me and talked to me about about my sister and um and and wanted to talk about it and and I'm like look dude I'm not I'm not ready and I remember it actually got to where it was he couldn't go to work he couldn't function you know so his big thing was right out of the shoot go get therapy you know as a family go get therapy get therapy for everybody you know cuz that's how you're going to deal with it um, and, and I tend to agree with them. I think that if you're in a spot where you feel like you need that other help, not all the time can your friends do it. Does that make sense? And, and I, I'm not putting that down. I totally agree with you. Right. And I'm, I'm not saying that you should be turning to your friends for major mental issues because they're not licensed therapists. What I'm saying is, is your friends are ultimate, like you can't spend every day of your life with your therapist. You know, those appointments only last an hour plus drive time. So those issues need to come out there and you can work through your therapist with them. But at the same time, the, when you're with your therapist is not the only time that you're going to feel those feelings of, of sadness and consequently feelings of guilt. And so I think that, um, it's important to, allow ourselves to be expressful and and those around us well I guess let's put it this way if someone is around you and they're experiencing those big feelings of sadness to be accepting of them because I feel like overcoming the guilt of like I'm sorry this is a burden on you if someone came to you with that I feel like all of us would be like you know what, you're dealing with something, and I can appreciate that, and I'm I'm here for you. And I don't think any of us would turn back and say, like, yeah, you know what, your hard life is having a hard effect on me, so you really need to, like, get with it, because I just, that doesn't make any sense to me. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that, like, most of your friends, if not all, would be happy to try and help you out and their way and they would probably point you toward the direction that you would need whether it be to try and move on or if you really need therapy if it comes to that but I think talking to your friends is a good way to release some of that pressure yeah I mean we're, we're tribal by nature right I mean humans have uh, are a pack animal right and we have been forever so it's interesting when when Sadie died to watch how Yoda responded to that, right? And him going through his loss cycle, mostly just confused. But he was, he was visibly sad for a time, right? And, and it slowly got better, and we were there for him, right? We tried to get his mind off it. We tried to interact with him. You know, because you can't sit down and go, Yoda, what's bothering you? Tell me about your feelings. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Yoda, once again, is the dog, not the cute Star Wars character, but... But you're absolutely right. Um, I think you're right where the friends were, were a pack animal and to reach out to them and, and lean on them. But to your point, Ashton, there's times where you go, 
hey, it's it's great. Let's spend time together. But hey, let's go help make sure you're getting the help, right, that you need to cope with this loss or this change or this, you know, because sometimes it's, it's easily, I just need a vent session. I just need to come over and say, blah, 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 this is what's bothering me. This is, this is how bad it hurts and, and let's move on. Do you know what I mean? And other times you really need help to work through something. Um, to your point, get in with therapy. It's good, you know, and it's helpful. So everybody needs to lean on and, and see what they need the most. I think something that I would add to that to just, I mean, finish up my comments on it, hopefully, <laughs> so I don't take up a whole bunch of time. But something that I learned um, with my friends um, right around my senior year of high school and, and going on my mission in college and whatnot was I would often talk to a lot of people and we'd always be expressing sharing problems. And um, at first, every time someone came to me with a problem, I would try and say, okay, well, what can we do to like fix the issue? And I learned um, that the better thing to say is like, okay, before we get into this, do you just want to vent, let stuff out so I can sit here and listen to you? Or do you want me to like try and help you come up with solutions? And more often than not, people just want to vent. And sometimes you need that. And so that's, that's an important question that I think can be helpful. Yeah, I think this is a welcome to adulting, right? I've got myself in trouble, Ashton, at work, not necessarily over somebody's loss, but because they're frustrated and they come in and vent, and I'm thinking they want action, right? So I go try and solve the problem. They're like, well, why would you get involved in that? I'm like, well, because you came and talked to me. So I have to be really careful and say, hey, is this a vent session or do you want action? And they're like, oh, this is a vent, or other times it's, I need you to take an action. Okay, cool. I just need to know, right? So I like that you asked that question and that you, that you have that emotional intelligence to ask that you know, because there's nobody can solve the loss of, of you know, of, of Heidi. They just can't. Yeah. You know, no, but they can help us understand what we're feeling, what we're thinking. You know what I mean? So, mm. so, so yeah, they can't, nobody can fix it. Right. But they can help us learn how to cope with it. And I think that's the biggest thing about being an adult is your coping mechanisms. And, and we've had some pretty amazing experts on here to help us with those. Um, so thank you, Gene. This is great. So sorry, didn't mean to take over your thought. I hope that didn't, didn't take away from it. No, that was, that was good. And I just, yeah, just, it's interesting to think about because like for me, I would almost say like, cause our friends are there to help us cope. And you said, um, help us learn how to cope. And I, I almost like, cause we talked about it. Like you want, we want to go to a therapist probably to teach us with that and our friends are just there to help us deal <laughs> you know and that's and that's fair um some of your friends though, will have coping mechanisms to get over small losses right mm-hmm. they'd be like hey i lost my tv remote you know cool um got some ideas for you you know let's start my making our list you know what do we need to do to get a new one you know what do we need need to do to create a budget so we can afford a new one right so, so your friends can help you cope on those smaller scales right so you're saying the solution is not to call a therapist for a lost tv remote <laughs> it could be it, 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 I'm, I'm, and i don't mean to be dumb but some people have no coping mechanisms right and they need a lot of help right i think of mr monk on the television show i watch right now you know Talk to a therapist, try and figure it out. Because sometimes you're that broken, right? You're that confused, you're that torn up. And other times you're like, look, I just need a little 
boost in the right direction. Teach me a couple things. Help me understand what's going on in my brain. You know, I know we've spent a lot of time talking about brain and how it works, and this is one of them I don't understand as much. Right before the the philosophy was just bury it and forget about it, and and I mean, almost literally, not not just figuratively. You know, it's like just move on, but that's not the answer, right? Because you have people moving on, but they're really not going through these steps. And to Gene's point, you don't have to go through all of them to be quote unquote healed. But I don't know that you ever are healed from a big loss. I don't know. And I think with burying it up and moving on, it's it's not the right philosophy, I think. Because if you just shove something, shove something into the back of your head to deal with later, it's always going to come up a bigger problem than it was before. There's always a later? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> I would agree with you. Yeah, I agree. So fix it while you can. Yep. Is what I would think. Okay. I promise this is the last thing I'm going to add to this because like There's I don't no want to take away from I don't want to take away from what Gene's going to get to. I don't know what the plan is cuz I don't remember the stages of grief. Um it means something else in drumline. Um but uh the thing that I was going to mention is when it comes to healing, I like to think about emotional wounds as scars mm. because because hard stuff really never, ever goes away. We make a mistake that we're embarrassed about. And, I mean, I know I have. Like, in the future, you'll be sitting in class or sitting at work or something. And all of a sudden, you start, like, cringing because you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That's embarrassing. You know? And it just it just happens. And I think, like, I think with loss and anything negative, it's probably the same. We learn how to um, cope or, or deal um, in the most sensitive way possible. But then in the future, when those scars surface, not only do we remember that pain of, of all about it, but we also remember how we coped and came through, and it will be able to assist us in the future, and it will help us to assist others. Yeah, that's a fantastic call out, Ashton. I, I do appreciate that, and I appreciate where you're at on that, um, because that's the purpose of adulting decrypted right? We don't need to be all melancholy about it. That's our purpose. That's our goal. That's why we do this is because we want to help other people. That's why we're willing to take on hard subjects because adulting can be hard. But to your point, it can lead to growth. And then to Gideon's point, it can lead to destruction. So be careful how we adult because it'll be with us. Gene, anything else on that? We kind of took over. No, I I think you guys... It all areas of that head. Um, the third area that can be hit and most likely will be is the anger and bargaining stage. This is where you can lash out against others or a higher power and bargaining with that higher power um, for like, I, I'll quit my job for to get this pet back or something. You're asking for... You're trying to give them something in return for something you lost. Or or that you're going to lose, right? I mean, um, I remember when I was um, a, a junior in high school is when I lost my Aunt Vesta. And my Aunt Vesta was my dad's sister that was the closest thing to a grandma I had on that side, right? Gra- grandma Allen died when I was very young. Well, no, I wasn't even born yet. Um, she had already passed away. So that was Vesta to me right? Well, Vesta went through a long battle with lung cancer. And that bargaining in that scenario, because you know the loss is coming, and you're trying to figure out any way to prevent it. You're like, look, I promise that, you know, 
I'll get all good grades in school, or I promise, you know, that I'll stop, you know, I'll pray more, I'll read my scriptures more, I'll, you know, because you're trying to make these deals, and, you know, and yeah, so I remember that being very real with that scenario. I remember that feeling of saying, let's bargain, you know, what can I do? Um, but I think anger is a real feeling too. So I have I have one for um, bargaining and anger. So I think for me, just like Dad was just talking about, the bargaining more came on the beforehand when you know things are going downhill. Because um, I remember bringing up our dogs again, Sadie. Um, I had taken her on a hike in the hills, and it was like the day before we decided to put her down. And I remember during that walk, I was like bargaining. I was like... Um, bargaining with a higher power trying to come up with ways to to solve the issue and then I remember coming home and telling mom I was like yeah I think I think it's probably probably her time I think she's done um and that was really hard and then the other one that I remember and um have since learned more about it and I'm I'm not as upset as I was in the past but um with Vader I don't know if you remember this dad um but so it was, um, Vader was being sold. I walked out, came up to it and I was like, what's going on? And I, and you guys were like, Oh, we're selling Vader. Um, cause of reasons. I don't remember. Um, and, and <laughs> it was a pain in the butt. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There and you I go. apologize. I thought we talked about it as a family. I'm a horrible father. Uh, I don't this, no, no, this is good that we talk about these things, right? But, because I didn't know it affected you that way. So, so, so this is your, where you, this is your angry one, right? Yeah. This is, this is, this is anger. And then, and then um, I remember, I, I think this was with mom. I was talking about this with mom. And I expressed that I was upset. Um, I was like, that's that's dumb. And, and mom's like, well, it's just, it's life. That's how life goes. And I was like, well, if this is life, life sucks. And I like ran up to my room. And then I was like, so peeved for such a long time. Because I was like, life's stupid. Like, what's the point? And then, and then, I mean, it's a dog. You get over it. But it's at the same time, it was a real emotion at that age. But but do you get over? To Gideon's point, if you haven't figured out how to process it, do you get over it? I think you had to process it, right? Probably you went through the it sucks. You know, my parents suck. Why did they do this? It's not fair. You know, you go through this range of emotions, and then you have to figure out how to how to go take on every day. I mean, is that fair with the research you've done, Gene, or, or what do you think yeah. on that? Yeah, it, you're start, you guys are starting to reach into my the fifth one, so okay, we're we're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so just on the yeah, the anger I think is a, you know, is a real, you know, the surprise and then the anger, you know, and it's interesting. Sometimes it's easier to see in other people than it is in our own process, right? Yeah. I hope I hope this doesn't branch in the next one because you're trying so tactfully to avoid it. But I think also anger because cause you often think I think of it as anger at the world, but then I also think sometimes it can branch branch into anger at oneself. Because um, even before we started, oh, totally. Dad started with the uh, shoulda, coulda, woulda sort of things because it's really tempting, like with anything. Um, and I know I keep comparing mistakes to loss, but once you've gone through a mistake, something that you feel bad about, um, hindsight's twenty twenty. You look no, back. I don't want twenty twenty back. Let <laughs> yeah, me <keep> it. <laughs> right, but you look back and you go, "Frick! Like, why didn't I? You know, why didn't I do this? Or why did I do this? You know, I should have been this." And I think it's really easy to get so angry at ourselves. And I think 
it's important to recognize that as a stage of grief and then also that um, we can learn to to cope with that uh, no I remember being that angry over a loss of a uh, change of a job I, I normally don't lose my jobs I lose my temper and therefore I leave a job um, <laughs> but but then um, now let me be really clear with everybody I always leave very tactfully and and um, make sure that I, I cover all my bases but I'm like look to protect me you guys can keep this job I don't need it um, but I have been that angry right driving down the road going why did this happen what was my problem you know so to your point you know where I was actually vocalizing it as I drove so I think that's a really good observation that that yeah that anger and and, and then do you think you can ever misplace this anger I mean can you be angry at the wrong people when when this is happening Oh, I think it's easy, especially if you've bottled up said anger. Because I've had plenty of times where anger's been bottled up. I walk downstairs, someone just says something, and I'm like, well, you know what then? And it just kind of turns into an issue. Have you guys ever been on the other end of Ashton's <laughs> pent-up anger? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Most likely. <laughs> because you guys have never been on the other end of my anger. Oh, what never. <laughs> Good job, guys. In unison. <laughs> Um, that's how you adult is you can concede with your brothers. No, <laughs> you conform well, to your parents, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, with anger though. Well, you can leave I, my house then. No, I'm just kidding. I was just gonna say with anger, a lot of the time. Well, I know for at least me, it's always been pretty much with myself. It's with losses. It's most time not like oh, I can't believe this person did this. It's more of I can't believe I didn't this well like a lot of stuff that i wish i would have done like i wish i would have played with the dog more i wish i would have like talked to this person more i wish we were closer and whatnot it's always i wish i did more i should have could have would have right and yeah and jerem ball taught us that that's not a good place to be right and so we have to somehow accept that and move on but go ahead ashton <clears throat> no, I was just going to add in um, about that episode. A big common running joke was should on ourselves. Yeah. So if you yeah. haven't listened to it, you should. But Yeah, you should. <laughs> Don't should on yourself. You, you need to. Um, no, but but you're right. I, I, Gideon, I remember going through through that, and I shared that at, at the funeral, you know, my feeling of loss and how I didn't do enough. And, and I had family members saying, thanks for doing X. And I'm going, it wasn't enough, and it never will be enough. Do you know what I mean? But I have to process that. And if I can't get to it soon, to your point, Gideon, I might reach for outside help on that, right? Because I think I'm close and I feel good. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it comes up again. So depending on how well I do with that, I, I mean, this is time will tell, right? We're That's the one thing about this podcast. We're pretty transparent. You know, most people would probably cringe when they hear it. I know mom does every once in a while. She's like, really? And But you guys really... Uh, when you quote your mom, you do it really well. She, she's like, that's life. And you're like, well, that sucks. And she goes, yeah, it kind of does. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's um, exactly how you she know, when say I, it too. And when I lost a business, I was like that. I, I was actually, you know, and she looked at me and goes, it was one freaking day. Get over it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and, and you got to remember that. Gene, you've had some anger issues. How did you find ways to overcome those? Um, Or was that too long ago? I, it was quite a bit ago but I know I did imaginary games with myself I wrote down bad thoughts in a book 
I played with this squishy thing that's all like those egg setter chairs, and, and but in who, like a smaller cube. Yeah, and, and who was it that helped you through that? I I feel like there was like three or four different people. Yeah, different. Yeah, Therapists. we yeah we took Gene to therapy because he was young and didn't know how to process it, and I was a horrible father because I didn't realize what he was going through. I thought he was just being honorary. Do you know what I mean? And so I added to it, you know, and we realized, wait, we can't fix everything, right? And it's not really my, that's right, what I'm looking for. The running joke is that hopefully you make enough money to pay for your own therapy, you know, but but yes and no, right? I mean, we need to learn some of these skills and some of them, this goes back to the lesson that I think we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about learning. You can Google it. You can research it much like you did, Gene. But then there's times that you need a different teacher, right? You're going to go out and reach out to that expert, right? You're going to reach out to the professional drummer and say, hey, help me get to the next level. So these are good. Good. The next stage we're going to talk about is like depression and like sadness. And in this, you're like, you're isolated um, you have loneliness and just a time to reflect just inwards and to feel sad. I feel like with this stage, um, I know at least with me, I wanted to be alone. I wanted to get through things on myself and I don't know if that's common or because what it was sounding like you were saying, at least to me, it was um, the, how people deal with it is being alone and wanting to figure it out themselves. But I didn't know if that was a good thing or if you're supposed to be with people going through the sadness and loneliness phase. It, well, it's different for everybody. So, some people need the other people to talk to. Other people just need to cry in their bed for an hour and then they feel a little bit better. I know I've been on both sides of that spectrum. You know, and I think it's probably situation. It, it, it at the day after the, um, the burial, you know, for me was one of those nights where I just needed to go, right? And I got outside, and it was a snowstorm, much like we're having right now, where probably really not smart to drive up in the canyon so far away. So I stopped by my cousin's house, helped him on a dirt bike, but but he, we talked zero about you know Heidi and my loss and what I was going through. It was literally let's fix your dirt bike. And then he goes, dude, drive up the canyon. If you get stuck, call me. I'm going to come pull you out. Because he knew I needed my alone time. And I won't lie, Gene, that was one of the hardest nights of my life. It was one of the nicest nights because I loved being up in the mountains. I loved being up with the snow falling. But my heart actually hurt for the first time being up there. And it, and it, was, and, and it has off and on over this last week. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm just like, oh, that just, it, it's, it just hurts. Do you know what I mean? And, and I've never understood that before because I've lost close people. Do you know what I mean? I felt the sadness, but it's not as much about me on that hurt. It's about you guys and mom and dad, my parents and my sisters and my brothers, you know, and, and their kids. And you know what I mean? So, so I just laid there and just hurt. And, and, and so now the scary part to me on that is as friends and going back to our suicide aware awareness um by the way you had a friend who died by suicide right didn't commit suicide died by suicide mm. and and that's 
we need to be aware of our friends that are going through those hardships and have the candor to say, Ashton, are you okay? I mean, how many times have I asked you guys if you're okay and you know that I'm here to talk over the last couple weeks? Do you think I've said it once? It's been a lot of times. Yeah. I know we've had a, we've had a lot of just candid conversations. I I mean, I think those that that week in between the loss and the funeral was um one of the most close times, you know, I think we spent the most time just kind of sitting and talking. There wasn't any of the whole like, oh, come on, get off your phone, we're together. It was it was everyone everyone understood that we were just kind of in our in our little little huddle just kind of thinking you know and 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 marinating and processing and um allowing that time and and that question of like like are you okay came both in those conversations and in personally yeah i can definitely agree with that one i know that the first night after we after i was pulled out of school like 15 minutes early I was super confused, but I came home, I was told, and we went up to Grandma and Grandpa's, and we were there for a really long time. Um, But I slept over at my cousin's house, because we were all together, and we were going to be together the next day. And then the night after that, I remember just talking to Sabrina for hours, our sister, and we stayed up probably like I know we talked until at least 12:30 at night just trying to vent and say some of the stuff that we needed to and yeah I can say that we all got a lot closer over that week do you not did you talk much oh I'm not really a talker anyway but I mean a little bit but but see, I guess what I'm trying to say though is we all needed to process it different, right? That's what I meant by the question is because I know you were willing to give me longer hugs, you know what I mean? And we and we exchanged the looks and the you know what I mean. And there's a knowing there, but it doesn't mean that you always have to talk, right? Some people need to talk through it and try and formulate it, and other times it's like, look, I just need to be alone. <laughs> you know, what I mean? somebody asked me the other day, and I'm like, I turn away from him. I'm like, I just can't talk to you right now. And he's like, Okay, take your time. Do you know what I mean? It just was, I was feeling overwhelmed that that my company treated me well during it. You know what I mean? That that everything was working out, and I just I was overwhelmed with the feeling of compassion of others to what Gideon was saying. People care. Do you know what I mean? Even in this digital age, where we think everybody's hid behind their phone. To your point, Ash, and I never once had to say, hey, can you put down your phone and let's talk? You know what I mean? Now, I have since then, and I have at different times, and you guys have had to call me out on it, right? Because sometimes it's easier to get lost in electronic, but are we really processing those feelings? And I think that's I think that's where your point was, Gideon, and uh, uh, you and Sabrina sitting down and visiting and talking, and then, you know, on our drive home, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done. You know, you just go, yeah, I just want to marinate, you know, <laughs> to your point. Yeah. Um, after we talk, because it's a, what, 45-minute drive, you know. 
became part where we're like, hey, we just need to marinate in this for a second. You know what I mean? Are you talking about when we like started to do a meeting on our way home, sort of thing, or is no, that something else? No, you Gideon, guys were driving just Gideon separate? and I. Okay, yeah, gotcha. just Gideon and I. Because yeah. I thought that was there as well, but I don't remember. Yeah, that was more. That was more just we were trying to talk a little bit about adulting, decrypted, and and it was just too loud, yeah, and, right. and I was overwhelmed, and you know I what I mean. Now. We all were just kind of like. Uh, we got to put off this podcast for another night. You know what I mean? Just to yeah. to, to marinate in, I guess, is the right word. I think, the one we're sticking with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think, I think, okay, so now I have two things that I wanted to mention. First, I'll get out of the way, is that I think that's important as well when dealing with loss is being okay to push things to the side. Because I know, Dad, it was it was hard for you with work. You're like, oh, man, I feel bad. I know I should be there. And your work was like, no, it's okay. And all of us outside of that spectrum were like, it's okay. Like, take your time. But as as the person who's like in part of that decision, it's hard. Um well, because I've always I've always found my comfort in being busy, right? right. And yeah. and so if I don't have something to solve and I'm awake at night, I might as well go do something. Yeah, yeah. right. So your point is very valid, you know, because I am old school a little bit, Gideon. I, I don't know how many times I've told you guys, just suck it up, Buttercup. Let's do this. Do you know what I mean? And I still believe that that there needs to be more of that said. Yeah. But I also believe that there's a part of that where we need to say. Come here, let's talk. Let's hug. Do you know what I mean? Let's go through this loss as a group. Because if not, it's just going to be angry and bitter. Because to your point, Gideon, if we're always squishing it down, it's eventually going to come up and it's going to be, could be, freaking ugly. No. Yeah, Sorry. I feel Probably like shouldn't you say could that. push people away, loved ones and whatnot, and getting angry at yourself and other people and kind of getting stuck there. Because I know we talked a lot about growing closer together through bad experiences and not driving others away. Remember at the funeral, we talked about how she would always say, I love you to everybody after they were done. She never left something or somebody mad. And I think we also need to realize that that's important as well. Yeah, I hope, yeah, yes. I got to reach out to mom and dad about this and a disclaimer to the family that we love you guys and that's why we're doing this right I mean this is they're our biggest supporters right but our family is fairly well grounded we know that we all love each other we don't always do the best at showing it right but something happens we pull together right and not everybody has that and that's what this episode's for it's for those people that don't have a family to come to. Remember, we got your back. We're here to hear you. We're here to help you. And we'll help you find the right professional help. Because that's not us. Right? <laughs> nope. Um, when my buddy was going through grief over his mom, I just sat with him for, for the first two days. And we're like, yeah, we really got to get him help. You know what I mean? And, and he did it on his own. But it's just hard. Because I'm like, dude, it's like a football game. You lost. Grief for a night and then shut up and go back to work the next day. But it it doesn't really work that way, right? I mean, it can for a football game and it has to. Go ahead and go through your whole sad, I lost. It, it didn't work out the way I wanted to. You can even be mad about that for a job. But you've got to give yourself a predetermined amount of time. But healing from a loss of a loved one, a loss of a pet, a loss. Because a pet can be very close to their owners now, right? Um, it's going to be hard when Yoda goes. Um even if he is old and cranky, and he won't listen to me, but he, he will used... listen to you. You just have to have a treat or something. 
Yeah, I, he acts like he's deaf half the time. He's an old man. Um, something that I wanted to add is like it's 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 been interesting looking back with like the steps laid out because I've realized that like like the dogs are probably I guess for both fortunately and unfortunately like the biggest losses that I've had um, except for my aunt um, up until this point and looking back on that. Um, it's interesting because I remember the morning after mom had gotten us all gifts, there were these little um, plush dogs with some chocolate and whatever, because I'm pretty sure it was Valentine's Day, or very close to. Yeah, when we lost Sadie. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when we lost Sadie. We didn't Sadie. do anything over Vader, just to be really clear. <laughs> yeah, we no. just were rude. We are inconsiderate <laughs> parents, but yeah. Right. No, mom was... And I got sad about that. But no, no, so Sadie, when we lost her, I, and Sadie was much a much more difficult loss, um, well, all things considered. We watched her go downhill. She was right. such a good family dog. I mean, she'd come lay on you. You know, she was the perfect dog, probably. Yeah. No offense, Yoda, if you're listening to this. <laughs> In the future, if you're a dog. he's a good lap dog. He's a he's a good walking with you dog, but he's not a good hunting dog. Which Sadie was at all? Yeah, Sadie was also good at. Um, but so I remember, like, we got those, and it was like along the same lines of of like that hurt you get that you get that, like like knot in your throat that you keep like trying to choke down but it just doesn't go away and you like and part of you is sitting there like I'm not going to cry about this I can hold it in the other parts of you like just let it out it doesn't matter and it's it was hard it was challenging and I think that that qualifies as sadness or depression and I think it's been interesting to look back on that and then the other thing that I was going to say in addition uh, kind of off off track but still with it is like when it comes for me like one of the things that I like to do with that is I just like to take a drive you know go find drive around for a little bit find a pretty place and then I set up my drum pad and just kind of drum <laughs> because they just it's kind of it's like a zone I don't know if um, any of our listeners have seen soul but like the moment where the guy starts playing at the piano and he kind of just like goes into this alternate kind of reality like I completely believe in that realness because like it's happened for me both with piano and with drumming all of a sudden like just everything else is just kind of gone and you're just living in this moment of trying to get better but also just kind of enjoying how music feels in your hands and and for me that's been a way to cope with sadness I just wanted to share that I guess no that's fine and I it's happened to me with skiing right I've hit that spot where I'm like oh this is just like the zen you know, I can, I'm in the, I'm in the free, free flow of it all. So no, I think that's a great coping mechanism. Okay. And then the next stage set thing is acceptance slash hope. And that's when you're putting life back together and you're moving on in a new way, new than before, because you're never truly you never truly do move on. You will always remember those things. Like, we remember Vader, Sadie, and we'll always remember Heidi, but we we won't forget him, but we still will eventually move on in a new way to improve ourselves. I think, I think that brings back... Um, like the whole scar thing for me you know because you will like eventually the wound will stop actively hurting you know every hour of the day and eventually begin to heal you'll learn how to 
and I guess that that part of the scar is kind of where that breaks down because scars don't hurt. <laughs> well, they can though. Yeah, I they mean, can get phantom they, pains. Well, no, and some some scars are deep enough, like in knuckles and joints, that you feel it all the time, right? And, yeah. And so your 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 point is valid on a superficial scar. Yeah. But like on stomachs, when they scar, you know, and you've got you you know those kind of so scars can continue to cause pain. But you're right; you still have to learn to live with them. Right, and they're not always as noticeable. To right. your point, is you're like, it's always there as a reminder. You know, you always think, oh, that was an interesting win, and sometimes it'll still make you sad again. But it, but it, but it isn't a perpetual state. You know, Gene, I thought it was very interesting how you laid this out. That I always thought that that it was um, because I'm a process guy, right? So I like to follow process maps. I always thought it was a linear. You know, kind of a, and you're like, no, dude, it can be anywhere at any point in time. That that that's an interesting one for me to think about. What do you think about that, Gid? Do you think it's linear, or do you think it's sporadic and all over the board? It's just the process. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. Um, I don't know. I know with mine, I like, I thought about it. I was like, well. I could see that I might have skipped a step or something, and, and I'm okay with that because I feel I feel good now. Like I feel like I am able to move on. So it's probably different for everybody. I don't know if it goes acceptance to grief because I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like it always at least ends with acceptance and learning to live different. So it's it's mostly different for everybody I think that's a wise and and I think that's part of the adulting process right is to define it for you define it how you understand it and how you can how you can deal with it do with it not just deal I think that's one of the problems we have is we say hey just just deal with it just just survive and really that's not what we're about we're about thriving right we're about making better and wiser decisions and and that's so it's it's more that's I don't know if that's making sense Gene you look confused I think I think to add on to it is like this process or these steps these feelings are are universal for everyone to an extent I think they I think the reason why they've all exist like this and they've been laid out is because um they've been noticed they've been documented um, well, the but, science behind me, right. right? It's it's there, and I think the other important thing to remember is that it, we're not gonna just we're just not going to go through the list once for every loss. We could do it a whole bunch of times. We could go through each different feeling at different times, and so I think the importance behind it, like again, going with Jean's saying, like you know, it doesn't. It's not necessarily a direct pattern. You don't have to think, oh, I didn't go straight through all all the stages. There's something wrong with me. I think it's more of you recognize all of those it's five right yeah you you recognize those five key things and you learn about them and you know them so that way when you're going through them you can have acceptance of yourself being like look this is one of those five emotions that i know is going to be connected to that loss therefore i know that right now like while i'm not okay it's going to be okay and so then you you've given yourself another tool in your toolkit to basically stay strapped in 
you know, you have your seatbelt in your car. So I, and yeah, you don't go through it once. You go through it a bunch of times and, and that's part of the learning slash healing process. I'd like to bring back a quote I remember from one of my te- health teachers was, or I don't remember what class it was, but it's like, it's okay to not be okay. I like that. I like that a lot because on the surface level, and I think we've talked about this before, we want to just say, hey, we're good. I'm good. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's probably the right answer 80 or 90% of the time. But when you're talking to a close friend, somebody who's really looking into your soul eye to eye and saying, are you good? You know, are you okay? That you can say, no, I'm a mess right now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I... You know, people look at me. I know they do. They uh, because it's happened. They look at me. They're like, "You good?" I'm like, "No, I'm I'm a mess right now, and I can't talk about it." Mm. So just, I need my space, or let's work through a different problem. Let's not spend any time on this. Do you know what I mean? Because that's that's what works for me. But it might be different for you, Gene, or it might be different for Gideon. They might need those five hours of conversation where. It doesn't. I, I sometimes I get offended even when some people start going down those paths and trying to justify and explain. And I'm like, look, it's not helping me. You're just starting to make me mad. Let's talk about something we can change or something we can control. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. And that's my problem. That's something I'm learning to cope with. So I think. Um, so just my my final two cents on the whole bit um, is like, I think I like that it's. Um, Gene, you said your teacher said it's it's okay to not be okay. Like for me, that comes from a lesson I learned from um, Dad when we were younger. Um, we would say sorry, and then the um, or someone would say sorry to us, and often the response, the immediate one is, "Oh, it's okay. Like it's fine." And really, it's not, because <laughs> if someone's apologizing to you for something, it's because if what they did was not okay. And so, um, you can say like, I accept your apology or I appreciate your apology because at that point you're recognizing it's okay. It's, it's okay that it wasn't okay, (laughs) you know, and that now you've recognized that in order to move on. And so, yeah, I think there's a, a large amount of value in being able to be honest, both with ourselves and our close, in, in this case, close family members, close friends to say, to when someone asks you that question like, hey, how are you? It's okay to branch away from the I'm good response to to give honest replies to that. And sometimes the honest reply is I'm good. Right. <laughs> and and you, genu- you genuinely are good, right? And you're good in that moment, but I reserve the right to not be good. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, sometimes, well, I think that even if you're not okay and somebody asks you if you are and you don't really want to talk. You kind of just like, I don't know. Sometimes it's okay to say the generic answer, I'm good, because you know that you're not okay. Right, and I totally agree with you, Gideon. Where this comes up is somebody goes, are you okay? And, and the answer, let's role play for a second. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Are, are you sure you're okay? Well, I feel like it would depend on who is talking to you at that point. Right, and there's times that you are going to, even to your closest friend, you're going to say, I'm okay, but I don't really want to talk about it right now. 
right? Or I'm not okay. Or I'm not okay and let's talk, right? Or or I don't want to talk. I'm not okay, but I don't really want to talk about it. Right. And I'll let you know when I'm ready to talk about it. Right. And that would be a close friend conversation. Yeah, I agree. And And, and I think you're right, Gideon. I think there's times that just giving somebody a thumbs up and say, we're good, is is a very appropriate answer. Because I feel like if you say, I'm not okay, but I don't really want to talk about it, I feel like some people would try and Mm. be too nice. Mm. And something that's... I know I don't like that um, most of the time. If I'm like, uh, something happened, but I don't really want to talk about it. I feel I, like the person's going to be like, yeah. You're, they're almost digging for more conversation. Yeah. And you're like, dude, look, I'm really not. I don't want to talk about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's At that point, I feel like they think that you're begging for conversation. Yeah, man, I could see that, especially at your age, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're, they're they're trying to get some of that attention, and okay. they're like, "Look, if you want me to dig deeper, I'm happy to, but if you don't want me to, I'm gonna walk away and do my other stuff." Yeah, and and I think that's just kind of the way you're raised a little bit too. To your point, I there there's yeah, there's good and bad about it. So, yep, that's awesome. I think that's I mean a good healthy discussion on it. I feel like we should. I feel like we should just say the steps one more time, Gene. All five of them. Okay. So an overview: we have shock and dis, shock and denial, pain and guilt, anger and bargaining, depression and acceptance slash hope. You know, and I and and Gene, I think. This is such an appropriate topic, and and I was scared, like I said early in the in the conversation about it. But I want you guys to know, and I want our listeners to know that I have a hope um, for a future. You know, I believe in life after death, and I hope that 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 we can find that peace and comfort while here, but that there's other opportunities to grow and and stay close forever. I just. You know, that's that's one of the core values and beliefs that I have. So not to get preachy, but that is one of the acceptance and, and hope that I have. And I think everybody has to find their own acceptance and hope, right? And that can be as simple as with the loss of a loved one or even with the loss of a remote. To go to your other example, I can say, look, I'm going to do better and this is how I'm going to keep track of my stuff or this is how I'm going to take care of the job but but I have a hope that I can learn and grow each job I go to I have a hope that you know so so I I like that that's kind of how you summed it up so thank you thank you for listening to this week's episode of adult and decrypted we really enjoyed having this week's conversation and we hope you did as well if you ever want to comment on the topics you can send us a message to our website adultingdecrypted.com our email adultingdecrypted at gmail.com or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at Adulting Decrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you would like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch! If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website, 
with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting dash decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adult. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon. Like an adult. Dealing with grief for the very first time. Like an adult. Learning how to deal with loss in our life. Loss in our life. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on our topics, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, Feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting dash decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adult. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon. (laughs) 